This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for making this part of your morning routines. Very much appreciate all of you doing so, especially on a Sunday morning. But it is match day, so there's an excuse to get up early and get prepared, get your mindset ready for what is absolutely a must-win game for Arsenal at the Emirates this afternoon against Brighton in the Premier League. Uh, Yesterday saw plenty of interesting action uh, Premier League-wise, and we're going to talk about that. And, of course, all the latest Arsenal situations and transfer news as well. If you could drop a like on the video, I'd very much appreciate it. And if you could subscribe to the channel as well, that would also be appreciated too. Uh, Blackshine, good morning to you, to Alex. Uh, good morning uh, to Ponaru. Good morning to Ray. Good morning to Martin. Uh, good morning to Blue Whale and Stevie. We've got Mr. SNLO. We've got Jose. Uh, we've got Matt G. We've got Francois, Matthew, uh, Amira. Uh, we've got other Matthew in the chat as well, Morgie. Uh, we've got Marcus and we've got Dellen, Carlton, uh, Sweating Merlot, Temi, NSW, Sir Nicholas, Steve, Vivian, uh, Olu Arasilki, HR, Steve Rancid, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Somewhere in the world is Happy Mother's Day, um, but uh, I'm really hoping it's not here. That'd be terrible. Hold on. Hold on, Mother's Day. Um, Sunday the 10th of March here in the UK. No, I'm not in trouble, but thanks, guys, for... Uh, making me worry for a second um let's jump into our stories then uh and uh, go through what first of all is yesterday's uh action uh, chelsea and spurs dropped points which means that in london champions league exclusivity will be awarded to arsenal no chelsea in the champions league no spurs in the champions league no nada We're going to see both Manchester clubs, it seems, involved in Champions League football, as well as Newcastle featuring as well. Um, But Chelsea's 2-2 draw of Nottingham Forest leaves them in a very good position themselves. Of course, uh, sitting three points above uh, Leeds, who also managed to take a point away against Newcastle. That will frustrate Forest because they'll feel as though that Newcastle game was something that Leeds would be able to get zero points from. Yeah. 
Forest, you know, having lived there for three years, I'm kind of hoping they stay up. But next week when Arsenal go to Nottingham, uh, I'm hoping for three points for the Arsenal, obviously. But uh, if there's anything else that can happen for this season, for me, it would be seeing Forest stay up. So getting a big result against Chelsea was was very much appreciated on that end. Spurs, of course, losing to Aston Villa leaves them in a precarious position with their Europa League qualification. They are level on points of Aston Villa with a two-plus goal difference better off than Villa. Um, Liverpool seem at this moment in time too far and away. Brighton, however, could still catch them. They're two points behind both Villa and Spurs and have played three games left. But one of those games is against Arsenal today as well. Manchester City will go to Everton later on this afternoon before Arsenal play. And I think plenty of Arsenal fans are hoping that Mikel Arteta's former club can do us a serious favour. Let's keep those fingers significantly crossed and hope that that is indeed going to be the case. Now, Pochettino is set to become uh, Chelsea's new manager. Of course, this is the Arsenal News Show, but Chelsea will indeed be a challenger, it seems, next season with Pochettino looking to rival Arsenal in and up the table. I'm relatively fine with this appointment. Maybe I'll come to eat those words in the future, but I'm kind of okay with it. Um, Pedigree-wise, of course, he went to PSG and did manage to get a trophy, which he wasn't able to do at Spurs, and of course managed to kind of oversee Spurs' not overtaking of Arsenal (laughs) historically, but certainly in the league and kicked off their six-year dominance that ended in this specific season. Um, But Pochettino going into Chelsea, It'll be interesting to see uh, where that ends up. Uh, now, further confirmation has come out of the Musa Diaby interest um, and that of what Arsenal have. Um, we've got Christian Falk of Head of Football at Sport Build discussing this. He says there are three clubs with concrete interest in Bayer Leverkusen's Musa Diaby as things stand. One is Arsenal, one is PSG, and the third is Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle have been interested for a long time and now they're gearing up to have another go at signing him. And we heard they're preparing a bid of around 60 million euros so it seems if Arsenal want to get hold of the French international they are going to have to rival their Premier League rivals for him to try and spend a serious amount of money to get Moussa Diaby through the door it's going to be expensive for whoever looks to bring him in now there is further discussions around uh, Simican, Mohamed Simican, the RB Leipzig and again another French international defender uh, Ed Ahrens of the Guardian initially reported this but we're hearing further confirmation outside of just England. We're seeing it from France now. We've seen it from Foot Mercato, uh, Mercato rather. Santi Aouna uh, has reported that Arsenal Man United are particularly interested in the contract with Leipzig defender uh, Mohamed Simakan and the player has attracted interest from many other English clubs as well. So still plenty of transfer interest in players like Simakan in players like Musa Diaby and the Athletic have also suggested that after confirmation of Southampton's relegation yesterday that further um, discussions around who Arsenal could pick off from a relegated side have, have continued and Carl Walker-Peters the Southampton right back slash left back has been apparently monitored by Arsenal for some time since last summer so Quite a long-standing interest, it seems, in Carl Walker-Peters. Not sure he's the player that I'd like Arsenal to bring in. I'm not sure he's at the level that would bring us um, kind of the competitive nature that I'm looking for at Arsenal. But um, Arsenal looking to try and bring in competitive options, it seems, of a Premier League calibre into the team in the fullback areas for next season. And Mikel Arteta, of course, did his press conference on Friday, but there was some embargoed lines that only released... 
uh, late last night. He discussed Leandro Trossard, in which he talked about um, the deal which saw him join from Brighton. He says there was a situ uh, situation there we wanted to end the, the player and they were okay to sell the player. And when that happens, everybody is happy. And I love to have him in the squad. He has been great and you can see the contribution that he has made. He was asked about the Premier League title race uh, in which he went on to discuss, I don't even want to think about losing it because the stakes are huge and we are full of enthusiasm to get that prize in the best possible way. To do that, we have to win our matches and the first one is Brighton and they are fighting for something very important. That is what is going to make this really complicated. He continued to say, we are going to continue to dig, 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 and maybe the prize is there. We don't know if they're in terms of points uh, and their points from somewhere else, but we are going to continue to just dig in just in case we can get where we want to get to and make sure that we can do our best. So still very much with the mindset of trying to win the title. We can keep those fingers crossed that that is going to be the case, um, but it seems like it's going to be very much reliant upon Man City and they play Everton, as I say, later on this afternoon. Difficult test for them, but uh, and they've already dropped points to Everton this season. Frank Lampard's Everton, believe it or not, but still there remains question marks. Now, obviously, a headline story to discuss is the inclusion of Alexander Zinchenko in training. Now, David Ornstein reported last week that his season had been ruled out alongside William Saliba. Arteta on Friday um, dismissed this and suggested that they didn't want to rule anything out or make any confirmed decisions. And Zinchenko's presence in training on Friday seemed, and Saturday seemed to suggest that actually he is indeed a player that could yet um, play for Arsenal between now and the end of the season. Uh, Ryan Taylor of The Express, though, did report yesterday that despite his inclusion in training, it's unlikely he'll be involved in today's game. We'll wait and see for those squad lists to come out. But Zinchenko being involved is a big, big bonus to the Arsenal team. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Right, let's jump into the chat box and take some of the questions that you've got. Um, let's go to scrolling up. Uh, Guna Jake says, Tom, in terms of what you think we need uh, to level up a player like Ben White or elevate a player like Ben White, or rather, do you think he is? Who? Who are we talking about? Simekan, I guess, is the player that we might make sense to be discussing. 
Will the inclusion of Simakan in Arsenal's squad next season level up Ben White somewhat? I think that Simakan's offering at both right-back and centre-back, similar to White, actually, will indeed uh, provide competition to the player. He's more offensive, you know, when included in that right-back spot and more successful going forwards. His three goals and six assists in that position certainly do uh, emphasise how good he can be going forwards. But uh, I think that any competition that we bring into any of those positions is going to be a big benefit. So be that right-back, centre-back, forwards, midfield, it's going to create a, a positive competitive environment for our players. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, would you prefer Rice and Caicedo or Rice and keep Xhaka? Rice and Caicedo. You know, if you offered me Rice and Caicedo or Rice and Xhaka, obviously I'd rather go for the two players that are going to lower the wage, uh, lower the age profile of the squad and give that give us that quality guarantee into the future. So yeah, Rice and Caicedo, absolutely. But I'd like to see Xhaka stay and us to go and invest in those two players anyway just to give us that amount of um, kind of con continuity, if you like. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, Gavin says, do you think that Zinnia slacked off a bit recently? No, I don't think so. At all. I don't think he's slacked off. That kind of indicates that he's not applying himself as much, not as energetic as he was, and he's being all of those things. I just think defensively he's looked more vulnerable in recent weeks, and perhaps that's become because we're not, we, we don't have William Saliba in the defence so that there's greater kind of responsibility on Gabriel to cover not just Zinchenko's position, but also whoever his centre-back partner is, be it Holding or Kivior. So I think that Zinchenko's slacked off would be the wrong terminology. He's still applying himself absolutely 100%. He's still putting in all the effort that's required, but um, but maybe seeing Tierney come into the team today will give us something different. And we'll, I look forward to seeing what we see from the team a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, Steve says, will you remember to ask Harry to remember to bring the scarf from Moss today? As I've just remembered to ask for him, I will speak with Harry uh, at the Emirates later on today. Hopefully he's remembered it. Uh, I'll leave a space in my bag. But, you know, Harry's memory is, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for the man. So we'll see if he remembers to bring the scarf along. Uh, Tulip says, alternative to Diaby, what about Xavi Simmons? Uh, it can be a good replacement or rather competition for Saka. What do you think? Great player, really exciting young talent. Problem with Xavi Simmons is that PSG do have that buyback clause in his contract. So if you try and sign him from PSV, you can imagine that PSG are going to try their hardest to bring him in ASAP. Uh, John says, are the Vlaovic links just noise from his agents or do the clubs still have an interest in him? I'm not aware of any lingering interest in Vlaovic. Uh, I, as far as I was aware, that kind of concluded after we missed out on him in that January window of 2022. We did try to sign Gabriel Jesus. Of course, and those talks went on before the Vlaovic interest existed in the November time I was aware of, you know, well ahead of that January window. So I don't think um, that Vlaovic remains a, a key, key target. That's not to say that Arsenal's, you know, they're not keeping an eye on him. They're not scouting him. I don't know that for sure, but I've not personally heard anything to suggest that Vlaovic is um, still a key target of Arsenal's that they're pushed for. Does that mean they won't try and sign him in the summer? No, things change very quickly in the game. But uh, yeah, the Vlaovic links, I can't say I can confirm them on my end. Um, Wilson says, why on earth are some fans saying that Declan Rice is overrated and an average midfielder? The guy is Premier League proven consistently good and has great leadership qualities as well. I think, Wilson, no matter who you talk about, there's always going to be someone that feels that the player that you're discussing is overrated, even if you were talking about Kylian Mbappe. 
I reckon you'd find someone that thought he was he was overrated or Vinicius Junior, you know, some of the best players around. There's always going to be someone that thinks that they're overrated. Declan Rice, not on the level of, you know, Vinicius or Mbappe in terms of a relative position. But what I would say is that I think that it would be naive to underestimate what Declan Rice is and how good he is and what he could bring to the Arsenal team. Is he 120 million? I'm not sure I'd go that high. There's part of me that feels uncomfortable going as high as 100 million to get the deal done. I'm hopeful that we can get him for those double-digit million figures rather than the triples. But that is unfortunately maybe not down to Rice and more so down to the market and the way that the market is these days more so than anything. He's very good. Technically a lot better than people give him credit for. I think it would be a great addition to the squads and certainly one that I think would give Arsenal that level up in midfields for a significant period of time to come. And he can still get better, which is even better for him. Um, Vegas Gunner says, Tom, would it be better to buy a striker and an alternate Jesus with Saka? Also, would Cancelo be our highest earner if we brought him in? On the Cancelo stuff, I personally have not seen anything on that myself. I know that there have been claims that Arsenal have interest. I think it's a bit of an easy link, if you like, um, because obviously former Man City player, a little bit unsettled at City, goes back. There's no guarantees on his future. Link Arsenal to him. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? So I don't know if it's true or not. It just seems a bit easy. In terms of a striker, I think that a striker would be a great profile of position to bring in you know give that variation to the team allow Jesus to be a rotational option with Saka on the right I think Jesus's versatility really suits us in terms of bringing in a forward so yeah I'm very much open to the idea of signing a striker um indeed PSV PSG ASAP it's it just it just flowed <laughs> it just flowed uh John says what do you think the link between West Ham and Balogun surely positive for a potential Rice deal I mean, if Arsenal can work their way into using any of their players as assets in any potential deal for the future, that's always going to be beneficial for us financially. It's going to be very uh, beneficial for us in terms of the books as well. Swap deals do tend to look quite good because you can, you know, think about the Mkhitaryan and Alexis Sanchez deal. Alexis had one year left on his contract. We sold him for 30-something million quid and we bought Mkhitaryan for around the same price. It wasn't a straight swap with no money being exchanged. It looked quite good on the books and the sounds of things. So, Swap deals can be really positive. If Arsenal can include Balogun or anything, anyone else in a potential deal to try and move Rice to the Emirates, a player that's expendable, a player that we can afford to move on, that we're going to replace if we need to, then why the hell not? Should we not do that? Blue Whale says, with regards to Zinchenko, I feel though, I'm the only one saying this, but I feel as though in certain games, it's so obvious where Tierney should start as Zinchenko has still been immense. You know, I said before the Newcastle game, I wanted to see Tierney start. In our preview show, I put in Tierney into my 11 before the Newcastle game because I think that there's, as you say, some games in which you can start Tierney. And I think that would be the right decision to start Tierney. Not necessarily happens this season. Um, and maybe next season, if we do indeed keep Tierney at the club. And I would like to see Tierney kept at the club as we return to the Champions League and we need more competition in as many positions as possible. He's under a contract. You know, Arsenal are going to have to be tempted by a very big offer if they are to sell. And if they do sell, then we need to look at bringing in somebody that can do it. Akamal says, I think Tom Canton is overrated. Oh, yeah, that guy. So overrated. <laughs> He's worth a couple of likes on YouTube. That's about it. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Um, Real Yannis says, Lacazette has 24 goals. Does that show maybe Balogun is fantastic, but maybe not necessarily what we need as a backup? No. Um, this is a... a this is a angle that I have seen peddled online on social media a bit. What the Lacazette situation shows you is about how important it is to find a player that suits 
the system. Now, Lacazette coming into Arsenal never really was able to succeed in what we did. Bring him into that Leon team, orchestrate a side that's going to work around him and funnel chances into him, and he's going to give you great opportunities to score goals. You know, he also is a lot happier. You know, player content, uh, how content the player is, is going to is going to really boost things too. And at, at Leon, he knows he's the main man. And this is why I have a little bit of a um, a little bit of a concern about players like Ivan Tony or Wilfred Zaha, you know, for instance, because when you're the main man, the main profile, and teams are kind of funneled into providing chances for single forwards um, or talismanic figures in teams, sometimes that makes me a bit concerned and a bit wary of what they might do. There's no guarantee. You remember the the classic line is always something on the lines of, you know, if, if Tony's scoring 20 goals at Brentford, just imagine what he could do at Arsenal. Well, if Lacazette's scoring 24 goals at Lyon, imagine what you could do. Oh, wait, he scored like less than 10. You know, so it's not as easy as it seems on paper to just assume that a player playing at one club, if they move to a bigger, better, more frequently chance-creating side, that they're going to do better. It's all about the situation, the context, how a player fits into a group. And that's why Arsenal need to be really careful about who they always look to sign. That's why it might be seem obvious to you that Arsenal, why haven't they signed this player? Why didn't they go for this player? In reality, they're trying to do the work behind the scenes to find out who is the best fit, who suits the style of play that Arteta uh, orchestrates on the field, who is going to suit playing in this Arsenal team the most. And Balogun scoring a lot of goals. Is there part of that to do because he's going up against oppositions that are not as good as they are in the Premier League? Sure, but I wouldn't say that the Liga is, you know, is a step down from the Championship where he scored less goals. I think that Liga is a competitive physical league that provides a significant challenge to any player that goes there, especially going to a side like Rons, who, you know, expectations-wise are looking at mid-table and, you know, sometimes even avoiding relegation or trying to push for European places. He's done really well. The situation has suited him. Can you find a way of suiting Balogun to the Arsenal system? I think there's potential there. Do I see it happening? I don't think so. I think that Arteta is probably going to look to move him on. I think that Balogun will probably want to move on. So all of those things make it very difficult. I hope that makes sense. Um, let's go to... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, Marcus says, how did the golf go? Maybe we should start with the TT pitching part today. Uh, it was okay. It weren't great. It wasn't my best one. It's funny, like, the score that I got was, like, my personal best, like, a few like, um, a month or two ago. And, yeah, I feel like I'm playing really badly in, in a round, and then all of a sudden you get a score up, and you're like, oh, that's actually not bad. It's weird. It's it's uh, golf is a strange sport, that's for sure. Um, Marcus says uh, you covered Walker Peters, but is there anyone from Southampton we should go for? The obvious one is is Lavia. You know, if we want a centre back competition, I think Bella Kotchap is a really exciting talent as well. Uh, Daniel says the TGT Hitman is here. There's 518 of you watching, but only 56 people have liked the video. Don't make me come looking as it's Sunday. And I need some rest. Don't make Daniel get off his ass and come find you to make you like a video. Just put him out of his misery and just press the like button. We would very much appreciate that. And if you're on the audio platforms, leave us a five-star review. You can do that too. Uh, any way that you can do to help support uh, the cause. It's always appreciated. Um, let's go to Ronald says, Tom, how much do you think... Uh, how much do you think we'll leave in the summer and how much we will get? Or how many players do you think we'll leave? I think is what you meant, Ronald. And how much do you think we'll get? We've done this a few times. I'm planning on doing at the end of the season kind of a big in-out style 
video with a couple of guests to discuss this. Um, I think we'll get rid of a fair few. I think expectations on money, you know, I'd like to keep Balogun and, and Tierney, and they're the two most sellable assets in terms of money that we could probably move on, um, and Ketia being maybe another. It's difficult to to see other players like Pepe or Tavares or Lukonga or um, Rob Holding, um, you know, Marquinhos potentially. It's difficult to see them getting a lot of money. If you're able to move on Tini and Balogun, then you're looking at trying to get about, I'd look between 70 to 80 million for the pair. You know, that's what I would be expecting for those two is between 70 and 80 million. If you ended up getting 50 million for Tini and Balogun, it's not good enough. And there are suitors. So the argument of there's not, you know, we haven't got good players and clubs don't want them. Balogun and Tini are good. You know, you want to be getting at least around 70 million quid for both of those players. So that's the target. That's the expectation for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, as Matt G says, don't forget Nuno Tavares going for 40 million. Oh, you guys. Oh, hang your heads in shame. Do you remember those days? Oh, we'll be getting 40 million for Nuno Tavares. Yes, I tried to warn you. I tried to tell you. Uh, Louis says, we could sign Leanko just to see him rot. No, it's better to see him rot in the championship, mate. He, I've never been, I don't think I've ever been happier to see a player get relegated than Lyanko. I'm so glad he's going down. See you later, mate. You know, no more kicking the pieces out of our players every time we play against him. Um, <laughs> Naz says, I liked your video. Now read my comments. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Uh, is there a chance of an overhaul in midfield? I mean, Xhaka and Pata going and we bring in three more. Rice, Caicedo, a good one. I think that we'll see reinforcement in midfield. I hope there's not an overhaul. I don't think the midfield needs an overhaul. I think it needs reinforcement. You know, I've talked about this at length. I don't think you should replace. You need to reinforce. And if you can do that, you'll be in a much better position for it. Uh, Christian says, I feel like Aston Villa will go for Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, it could be the perfect club for him. I think they might come back in for him, sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he stays between now and the end of the summer. I think he just needs a pre-season, you know, get him back. Clean slate, restart again, refurbish his career at Arsenal. He had a really poor season because of injury. He was missing for most of it, and Arteta hasn't given him too many chances. Fresh, clean new season, new Smith-Rowe, great asset to the club, would keep him. Don't need to sell him unless it's for a stupid amount of money. You know, just just see how it goes. Um, I think we might end the show there. I've got lots to do because I'm working. I've got to get out to London. Got to play. Uh, no playing golf today, unfortunately. But um, yeah, certainly got to be prepped and ready to go to the Emirates a little bit later on this afternoon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time. Let's keep those fingers crossed, not only for an Arsenal win, but for a Man City draw or loss. Everton, you know, we know you can beat a side top of the table. So uh, I want to see that happen again, please. You've got no excuse. You need the points. Go get it done. Take points off them, please. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everybody that's tuned in. Drop a like if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And I'll be back. Uh, I won't be back tomorrow morning um, at 8 a.m. because I'm actually in the office tomorrow. Um, so I won't be able to do an 8 a.m. show. What I'm going to try and do is potentially record um, a reaction to today's game that may go out late tonight. It may go out tomorrow morning. So just be aware of that. Um, but that's that's the situation with tomorrow. But because I've got to get an early train in the morning, there won't be any live 8 a.m. show. But there may be a pre-recorded 8 a.m. show for you guys to tune into. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very soon. Have a fantastic Sunday. And as always, and Mother's Day for those that are celebrating today. And as always, up the arsenal. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.